Precure! Hello and welcome to Precure Podcast Engage, the podcast we try and watch the entire Precure franchise. I am Charlie, your fairy partner, Chipo. Oh, sorry, I got distracted by noises. <laughs> uh, I'm Protector of the Light, Cure Cassidy. And I am also participating. My name is Tom. <laughs> yes, Tom is here with us today to talk about episode 42 of Ataiwa. We are one, Nagisa and Honoka's powerful bond. Also known as Together, We Are One. So I want to preface this by saying... Any comment I make needs to come with a caveat that I am not the target demographic for this show in any way, shape, or form. I am a 30-year-old man, and this show is decidedly aimed a completely different direction from me. It definitely is a show for young girls, but I enjoy it, too. This is a show for me, as well. Oh, no, it's a show I know is entirely up your alley, Charlie. (laughs) <laughs> yes, we have a new guest, and you know what that means, everyone. We ask some questions. So, Ta. Oh, God, you're interviewing me? I thought... Okay, I wasn't ready for this. F- Hold on. <laughs> Fuck! Shit! All right. <laughs> All right, I'm ready. <laughs> so, it's safe to say that you have not watched A Pretty Cure before in your life. This is very accurate, yes. And you didn't watch any other episode? No, I I watched this one. And, uh, it was very late at night, and I was quite tired. And, uh, I... Well, I'll share my thoughts on the episode in a moment. How confused were you? Well, very. And I do need to tell you guys, I took notes. I Oh, good, good. <laughs> <laughs> I Most took people notes do. on my feelings so that I could relay that, them to you. That's what this podcast is about, Tom. <laughs> it's about taking notes. I passed the first test. Perfect. <laughs> and the most important question we can ask any of our guests. If you had to choose between Cure Black or Cure White as your favorite, who is it? Oh, you're coming right at my throat, huh? Mm-hmm. Okay, um, Cure Black... Because always bet on black. Um, <laughs> uh, honestly, I don't know. I just she this episode in particular gave me a much stronger impression of who that character is as a person and where her head's at. And uh, I felt definitely this episode showcased her better, and that means I liked her more. Well, I hate to say it, but every episode of Pretty Cure is exactly like that, which is why everybody <laughs> says the Cure Black is their favorite. No, we've had a f- we've had a few Cure Whites. Look, I really liked Cure White. She did that really cool thing where she like did a split and then spun in the air and then pa- power bombed someone into the ground, and that was pretty sick. Yeah, it's just she suffers from Nagisa being the like the the audience character essentially yes. oh yeah the audience surrogate that does make sense yeah nagisa gets the most attention in the uh, show for some reason i don't know why it's not split more evenly considering there's only two of them yeah uh 
maybe that's the one the author liked more. I don't know. Just a thought. Well, it's like with Power Rangers. The Re- the Red Ranger is always the, the more popular one. Really? I always thought it was the White Ranger. I thought everyone liked him more. Well, that's when he shows up halfway through the season. Okay, fair. Good point. I have not watched <laughs> Power Rangers in a very long time. Honestly, you'd probably want Darius from Green Mountain Mysteries if we're talking other Sentai shows. He is the one who would be able to talk your ear off for an hour about that. No, we are specifically talking about Putty Cure and just Putty Cure. That's fair. He also probably be better at that than I am too, to be honest, but we'll see. And, be- and Ben 10 sometimes? Yes, this is a show about the entire Pretty Cure franchise and also Ben 10. That's fair. <laughs> I mean, as as Charlie has established with me in private conversations, Ben 10 is a magical girl anime. Yes. He has a transformation sequence and everything. He has a cool theme song. So he counts as a magical girl. And I was surprised to learn that Yu-Gi-Oh! does not. Yep. It's, we had a whole listen, episode we, about it. We had a whole <laughs> court case where Cassidy and Jeremy say, uh, gave their cases to me and I said, it's not. Uh, uh, that is the hardcore truth of this podcast. I don't know. I mean, I feel like we might have had to rule a mistrial because the judge is very clearly biased. How am I biased between... Ca- yeah, okay. Listen, listen. <laughs> listen, Cassidy is my girlfriend, but I was very... I looked into my heart, and I looked at the truth of myself as a magical girl lover, and I voted based on those, not because of Cassidy. If you don't believe All me, right. don't listen to uh, our episode. I don't know. I feel. I just feel like a professional judge would have recused themselves from the case if they were this emotionally invested. Listen. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about this episode and not if I'm right to judge. Oh, no, we're cutting all of this out. Obviously. Uh, no, I am the editor and I will choose what to cut and what to keep. <laughs> I have the power here. All right. So let us discuss... So, we start the episode with a recap of last episode, uh, which is just scenes. We don't get Nagisa giving us the recap this time. Yeah, it's less of a recap and more of just like, here's a quick reminder of where we are and we're going to just immediately jump into the episode, which is a shame that this is the first time this has ever happened when we have a guest on. Yeah. There's always a recap, except yeah. for this one time. I do want to mention that my very first note is, what is going on? <laughs> well, what's going on is episode 41, and I don't have the title written down anymore, so I can't just say the title of the episode. It was somewhat caught. Wait, I'm on control right now. I can just look at the title. Uh, we won't lose. Blow the power. I can't read the rest of this without clicking on the episode. Blow the power what? Blow the powerful... I don't... Listen, it's been a while since we did episode 41. Not that long, though. So then we get even more confusing stuff if you just come in on episode 42 instead of watching the entire series. Uh, we get Poland running over to Chutaro, the dog. Uh, and Senior's here. Remember yeah. Senior, everyone? Senior calls the Poland phone. <laughs> yeah, see, the, the notes I had for this section is, what the hell is this mascot thing? Is that the guy from Madoka Magica? And what is it doing to that dog? It's a baby. Oh, that's Poland. He's a baby. And he's also the prince of the Field of Rainbows. 
Sorry, no, the field of light. This is the field, field of, of rainbows. Light. Um, yes. Not and, the impression the show gave me at all. And currently he's full of the power of the seven prism stones, which grants him the power <laughs> of creation. Yes. Yeah, the power of creation got mentioned a lot. And I was like, that seems like really heavy subject matter. Are we are we talking about Christian God? No, we're talking no. about a baby. <laughs> we're talking about a baby. <laughs> And if you ever see the queen, you should look up the queen of the field of light because she's a very tall human lady in CG. Yeah, rendered in full 3D CG. <laughs> yes. The this queen of show. the field of light. Uh, pretty cure. Google That's image search. And it, oh, oh, I saw her in the intro sequence. Yes, she's a uh, Poland's mom, I guess. Is she Poland's mom? You know, we never question whether she's actually his mother or not. I keep I on hearing so. you. I keep on hearing you say that word as Poland, like the country. No, it's Poland. It's P O L L U N. Poland. Though it's possible I'm saying it wrong, but I'm pretty sure it, I'm right. I'm well. We were we were corrected on Meeple, but not yet on Poland. So we'll have to wait for them <laughs> to catch up and then correct us on that. Well, that person's. Coming on a podcast. Oh, we can just ask them then. Yes, we can ask her when she shows up. Uh, I don't remember which episode she's coming on. It's near the end. Well, we're, we're, we are near the end already. Yeah, well, like, even closer to the end. It's like episode 47. Listen, I don't have the guest list in front of me. We have a lot of guests on this podcast. Perfect. I'm glad I'm one of them. Yes. Oh, so Senior, uh, once he calls the Poland phone, he does mention the uh, power of creation. He's like, yeah, uh, what Poland did last episode was use a tiny, not tiny, but like use part of the power of creation. I mean, I guess the full power of creations that we've seen before, like restored the field of light. So it's pretty powerful. Mm-hmm. But the portion of the power of creation inside Poland burst out and it stopped the evil guys. See, now I misinterpreted this scene entirely. I thought that the dog was talking and that the little character had become a translator. I was like, is this dog the mentor character? What? No. What is no. this? And Senior isn't even the mentor character. Senior just shows up sometimes to uh, exposition. And miss, say, what, uh, pretty cure by calling them so, pretty curula. So, Senior is the Jedi to their Digidestined. Not even. Yeah, he shows up even not. less than that, I think. Yeah, he's not really there. <laughs> he shows up, this is like maybe his third appearance. Look, yeah. I'm going to be relating this to Digimon a lot, because that is the last children's anime I watched. Yes, we get that information about what Poland did last time to fight the darkness that was overwhelming uh, from the tall guy. No one remembers their names. What is... What is the tall guy's name? I feel like I know the other two's names. Well, there's Tall Man and Sad Lady and Belze. <laughs> are these the villains who are in that creepy house? Yes. Yes. Because that do- bird was a dick. Uh-huh. That's the bird. Yes, we cut to the mansion where the parrot is getting too cl- This character uh, that you meet, this little guy that's in the bird cage with the parrot, is Wisdom. Or he's also the protector of the Prism Stones? Yeah, he used to control this little box that was full of rocks, and then he had to take the power out of the rocks and put it in a baby. <laughs> yes. 
Dear Lord. He had the Chaos Emerald, and <laughs> they were about to be taken. <laughs> he was like, God, I hope anyone else who comes up here is anyone but a baby. And it was the baby. Oh my god. Okay, so I let's let's continue this summary, because we're going to get to stuff that I have more questions about. <laughs> Actually, you know what? No, I have a question now. Um, okay. Yes. So they were talking about the power of annihilation consuming them. Yes. And that they want the power of the creation to counteract this, I guess? Yes. yes. So basically, they're all dying and want the power of creation so they don't die. Yes. But they're just dicks about it. Well, I mean, they're also going to plunge the entire world into darkness and destroy the field of light. Yes. Okay, so see, now I'm less like, well, why don't you just give them the power of creation? They're dying. Now I'm like, okay, well, screw them, I guess. See, these... Okay, so these three evil people are created from the seeds of the big bad evil dude uh, who lives in a volcano. <laughs> uh, and on the other side of the volcano is the power of annihilation that is destroying him. Um, and they've decided in this episode that they are going to go get the power for themselves and not actually give it to the big bad evil dude. Yes. Oh, so they're even bigger assholes because now they're betraying their own guy. Yes. Okay, I follow now. I, I don't like them, but I like the cut of their jib. Yes. Uh, they're not as fun as the previous bad guys, but like, okay. No. They, they are evil. I'll give them that. No, I mean, it sounds like a villain I would run in my tabletop game. Like, look, I would be working for the big bad, but honestly, I just want to keep the power stone for myself. You know, I watched Guardians of the Galaxy. I saw what happened with Ronan the Accuser, but I'm built different, so I'm going to do it. <laughs> yeah, so whip to the first five bad guys. Whose names we all knew. Yes, we did know every single one of them. (laughs) (laughs) See, when you say it like that, it makes me think you're lying to me. No, Uh, I could tell you the names right now. (laughs) Yeah, you got Fissard and Geki Drago and Poisony and Curia and And White Piccolo. Piccolo. (laughs) 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 Oh... (laughs) Oh, this is a good show. <laughs> so, this next scene, uh, they're talking to some lady about what's most important to them, and then Kira White. What's her actual name? Honaka. Hannah Honaka. Whitestone. Yeah. How dare you skip over all of my notes? <laughs> <laughs> about the mansion scene. Oh, oh. If, what if else you, want you gotta it? say? I feel like we summed it up. They want to get this power for themselves. <laughs> Nothing. I was just gonna extrapolate more on what happened during the scene. Alright, no, go ahead and extrapolate. (laughs) No, it's too late now. I've already deleted all those notes. Let's continue. Alright, so Akane's here and she's my favorite and she's talking to the rest of the kids. Um, Before we get into anything that actually happens in this scene, I do want to point out that Shiho is wearing a different coat from everyone else. Even though they're I'm presuming that they're all wearing the school uniform. Yes. It's weird. Yeah, I... I didn't notice that, but now that you point it out, yeah, she was dressing different. Uh, well, okay, well, I'll talk about the jackets, but what did you think of the opening of the, uh... The mansion the, scene? The show. No, the, oh, the opening the song. sequence. Song. I do have notes on this, which is, this song is a bop. And that is yeah. the end of my notes. Hell yeah! <laughs> Even I in their it. school uniforms, they're both amazingly tough. 
Yeah, I I lo- actually really like the opening sequence. I thought the animation was really was really fun to watch, and I, the song was really cool. I had no idea what the hell I was looking at, but I I was just like, you know what? Yeah, I'm into this now. Yes, I love the opening a lot. It's Pretty Cure's music is very good. Like uh, at a certain point, uh, I don't remember which season starts it, but their endings become uh, CGI, and it's very good. Hmm. Yeah, I don't ending... know if it can get better than Get You Love Love Mode, though. Yeah, <laughs> the ending did not catch me as much as the opening credits did. What? Oh, get You Love Love Mode is the best. Yes! The, the song was fine, but the animation was just didn't catch my attention as much. Yeah, that's fair. It is mostly people just walking across the sea. Yeah, yeah it's it like when you get to the credits of Super Mario World and you learn the name of all the enemies. <laughs> <laughs> so you're saying that all those school kids are the enemy, and they just haven't revealed it yet. Yes. There have been some episodes where it was revealed. <laughs> <laughs> so we are talking, so these jackets, I'm looking at uh, the anime right now. What I think is going on is I think that Shiho is wearing the uniform underneath that coat. It's just that Naisa and... Uh, Vina are not wearing like an additional coat over their uniform, but kudos. It, it seems like the the overcoat of their uniform seems pretty thick. That's why it it looks like it wouldn't fit underneath Shiho's jacket. Maybe she just gets cold super easily, so she has to bundle up. I think what happened here is that during lacrosse practice, Shiho got Gatorade on her jacket and had to put on a different jacket. <laughs> I think it's foreshadowing. I think she's hiding something because she is, in fact, the true villain that they will face at the end of the season. Damn. That's why she had to quit lacrosse that one time. (laughs) I mean, she she almost quit lacrosse. Well, she did. Uh, Yes, but they are talking about what's most important to them because Akane's like, oh, you know, winning, losing is not everything. There's more to life. So I'm like, yeah, what's important? And, uh, Honoka, not Honoka, Naisa says very briefly, the field of light and the field of rainbow. And everyone's like, what? And she's like, oh, no, it, no, it's love, right? It's love? Uh, and then we get to see that boy very quickly move across the scene as a, like, who are you talking about, Naisa? Uh, that boy is, a uh, Fuji P, who you do not meet in this episode. Yeah, I had no idea who he was or why he was on screen. I was like, well, obviously, if they're talking about who they love, the our three leads are going to talk about each other because uh, clearly they they love each other, right? Like that's that's just canon. Yeah, you missed the episode where they fell asleep holding hands. Yes, they have to hold hands to use their power. I'm pretty sure it's not just subtext; it's text at this point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To, okay, I didn't even notice that Fuji P was in this scene because I was taking notes. <laughs> It's very briefly after the, like, who are you talking about? There's, like, this cut, this very quickly cut of Fuji P's face, and then it's gone. Because <laughs> Nagasus was, like, vibrating <laughs> as she's thinking about him. It's very funny. Fuji P is this, uh, I think he's, like, a year older than him, and he's a soccer player, and he's someone that Nagisa has a crush on. And that Honoka, like, is a friend with. Yes, they're childhood friends. Uh Listen, Nagisa and Honoka are bi-cons, just because of the <laughs> No, that's canon. Yes. Uh, we, we we get to see Fuji P next episode, so if you were around for that episode, you would know who he is. But that's not this episode. <laughs> this is a different episode. 
Uh, but Honoka does show up in the scene and says that the most por- important thing in the world is water because of science. <laughs> yeah, my note for this is, oh, so she's a nerd character. Yes, that's her yes. thing. It, but she doesn't follow basic lab safety protocols. <laughs> so she's I, a bad nerd. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she just starts going on about science stuff and everyone's like confused and... and, and she would be to just leave. Honika's like, was I off the mark? <laughs> like, I no, they're just, intimidated, they're just intimidated by your intelligence, baby. You're doing great. Honika's very good. This is the thing. Uh, yes, but like, this is at the point where like they were talking about like what's important to you, and I'm like, oh, since you know we know that Honika's gonna be like captured during this episode, and Nagisa is gonna have to like fight our way to her. The ending's gonna be Nagisa realizing, oh, Honoka's the most important thing to me. That's not what happens at the end of this episode. Was it me? Was it just me who thought this was how it was, the episode was gonna go? No, I... I legitimately was like, oh, I see. The only reason they're asking this, and the only reason Pretty Care Black is hesitating on what's important to her, is because they're gonna set up that it's each other. Yes. That's not what happens. Yeah, I was I was a little annoyed because I'm gonna skip ahead in my notes where it's like the power of friendship surpasses all distance. This is about long distance relationships. <laughs> and then I was wrong. Yes. Mm-hmm. Cassidy, did you also think that was gonna be what happened? Uh Thoughts? I I knew that this show didn't have the guts. <laughs> yeah. You know, I sh- I shouldn't have I shouldn't have given it as much credit as it did. Like, they literally had the Cures fall asleep in bed together, holding hands, and only to show that Nagisa was dreaming about that boy. Like, come on. Yes. Oh, that's that's just okay. disappointing. Okay, but it was funny about <laughs> what happened in the dream with that boy. <laughs> he just walks off on the horse. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry, Tom, that you don't understand why I'm laughing. You're right, I don't, but I like hearing you laugh. So please, continue. <laughs> uh, listen, I know this isn't your type of show, but it's a very good show. And if you don't watch the show, you should at least listen to us talk about it, because it's very good. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, and so, my notes my notes immediately jump to all caps, transformation sequence. Oh, that's, that's you a while You are jumping ahead. <laughs> Because uh, uh, they go to the park and the Meepos are playing that game where you say a word and then the next person has to say a word that starts with how that last word ends. But the thing oh, is, is, they all is... have a vocal tick where they say either Meepo or Popo. Yes. Oh, is that what was happening? Because I was just utterly confused as to what this scene was. Uh, oh, there is a note. I forgot. Uh, what are these Popo things? So they are the... Uh, basically, they live in the phones that let them transform. Uh, yes. And they are the they are the helpers of the guardians of the field of light, which are the pretty yes. cures. Okay, that answers maybe some of the question, except for the green one who's a prince. Yes, he's a prince. He does give them power. He gives them Fitbits. We gotta remind you that uh, Mepple is the princess of hope. I forgot what Mepple's. He's was. like the guardian of something. That's like his whole thing is that he's like a bodyguard type. Yeah, for uh, Mipple. Also, important to note that the fairies 
uh, nipple and meepo. Me- what did I just say? Nipple and meeple are in love. Yes, they are deeply in love. They are, yes. Uh, you don't get to see that during this episode, but they are deeply in love. It's an important note for the fairies. Uh, Poland starts getting mad because, uh, I think Meeple stole one of his words. Something happens during this word game. Uh, and Nagasa's still going on like, what's most yeah. important to me? Go ahead. Oh, no, you can go ahead. No, it's, that it was a very minor thing, and I, you were cutting out. Oh, sorry. Uh, Honoka also doesn't know what's most important to her, but we don't really get much longer in this because the fairies start running away. And suddenly the sky turns dark, and it's the tall guy in Sad Lady. And yes, now they transform. Thoughts yes. on the transformation? Uh, the transformation sequence was cool, and I like their outfits. I was like, oh, this seems... this seems cool. I, I like White's outfit a little bit more, I think. It looks... um, I don't know why, I just, I like the poofy skirt, I think. Mm-hmm. But um, I think Black definitely looks more like she will punch you in the face and take your lunch money. Because she looks definitely more action-oriented. But no, I, I thought the transformation sequence was cool. And I... Here's the thing. I had no context for this show. So I, for some reason, thought there was going to be, like... This is like a Sailor Moon type show where there was going to be, like, a bunch of them. And I was like, so so when are the other people showing up? No, what, that's, what? Not, that's not until a later season. Yeah. It's not until season four. This show just doesn't die, does it? Well, it, like, starts over every time. Yes, well, except, oh, for, t- okay. except for two exceptions. Uh, there's it's Futariwa like and Max Heart. Yes. So Futariwa, Futariwa and Max Heart, which is the second season, are sequels to each other. Like, the Max Heart's the sequel to Futariwa. And then we get a new season where it's, like, starts over. And then the fourth and fifth, the fifth is a sequel to the fourth. But since then, there has been no more, like, sequels. It's just all separate stories up until now. I cannot... We, I think we're on the 17th season. I might be wrong. I might, might, I'm pretty sure it's 17, but I... Let's see. No. Yes. Yes. Okay, it's been going... The first season came out in 2004. It 2020. So is it 16? This is not important mm. to anything, but it's important to me. I'm sorry. So these people that we're dealing with are um, the Seeds of Darkness. Uh, and I guess they work for some guy called the Jaku King. So yeah, the Dark Dude. The Dark Dude, the Jaku King. And, um, yeah, so they they keep on yelling Zakena. What is, what is okay, this? Okay, so Zakena are like uh, your Monster of the Week type. Um, oh. they, they summon a dark spirit called a Zakena, and it goes inside a thing, usually. Sometimes it doesn't. Uh, and it'll possess it and turn it into a monster. Uh, and then when you destroy it, it explodes into tiny little star shapes that are called a Gomena. This yes. is very complicated. Yeah. yeah. Uh, in the very first episode, they send a Zakena into a roller coaster. Yes. Oh, that can like only a- end very poorly for everyone involved. Well, no one else was there at the time. Okay. It was in. It was at night. So. Well, good. That's great. But so I just kept on. I saw Zaketa. I was like, "Is this like their battle cry?" Oh, 
oh, that's that's a dust storm, and it's eating pretty cure white. That's oh, mm-hmm. I see what's happening here. This well, is because long. this is because Nagisa couldn't determine what's most important to her, and now the whole theme of the episode is established with her having to rescue Honoka to establish that she's the most important one. But then I was wrong. Mm-hmm. Well, the thing is, the the bad guy has finally figured out is that they can't do anything without holding hands. Yes, I had a note for that, which was they're holding hands. That's cute. Well, they were trying to do their cool special attack. Yes, yes, they have to hold hands, and the bad guy was like, "Oh yeah, just separate them. They can't do anything." I mean, some bad guys have kidnapped usually cure whites. But they usually just get back together. Also, there's been moments where, like, the two of them are not next to each other, but then they use a big move and suddenly they're sitting next to each other holding hands. Yeah. Anime so rules. The, Look, the your weakness is that you can't do anything alone. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, because after they take Kira White and, like, just leave her in a world of darkness, uh, they start taunting Naisa. Oh, also, when Honoka's in the world of darkness... Mipple's like, hey, I have a hard time existing here. <laughs> yes. Yeah, he just kept on like, I'm gonna die if we don't leave. Yeah. Uh, it's and not then good. the bird kept on flying around and being a dick. I have several notes that are just, this bird is an asshole. I hate this bird. This bird is a t- total asshole and I'm going to punt this bird. I don't know why the bird yeah. emotionally resonated me more than most other things in this episode, but it was just such a jerk! Yes. The bird is a dick. I don't know why this parrot's being so mean. It's because he's owned by a bunch of evil. It's like a... It's it's a, um... Fuck, what's his name? From Aladdin. Iago. Oh, yeah. Ah. From Aladdin situation. Well, see, Iago was charming because he was voiced by Gilbert Gottfried and also could say That's more things than... charming. I mean, <laughs> fa- you know what? That's very fair. But at least he could say other things than just, You're gonna die! Or something like that. This bird can say other things. It says other things yeah. all the time. <laughs> it's like flag around going like, Give up! Give up! Or something. And I was just like, You leave her alone! She's trying really hard! It is important to note as uh, Nagsa is being heckled by the uh, evil people, uh, they... The, what the, what they're saying to Nagsa, like, you know, you're, you're desperately looking for Honoka to prove that you're not powerless. In the end, you're only thinking of yourself. And this is when I thought, oh, Nagsa is going to go rescue Honoka and be like, no, I'm not only thinking of, of myself, you know, I'm doing this for Honoka, not for me. But that's also not what happens at the end of the episode. <laughs> I was like, oh, how did I get this so wrong? About what this episode's No, the end of the episode, Honoka's like, well, so what if I'm selfish? Yeah, saving other people is a selfish act. This is a thing that they teach to all superheroes. (laughs) Yes, this this episode's about, hey, it's okay if you do things for yourself. Saving other people is a form of (laughs) self-care. Take, you are the most important thing. That is what Naisa learns. She's the most important thing. See, that's not how I read it, but we'll get there, I guess. Oh, really? Huh. That's how I read it, but I'm interested to see how you took the uh, end of the episode. Uh, we get some cutbacks, not cutbacks, flashbacks, 
I was going to say cuts and flashbacks, but I call them cutbacks instead. <laughs> to, uh, because Nagasa's, like, down in this train station, and she's thinking about, like, you know, with being with Honoka in the past and, like, fighting against the evil people. I'm like, I can't do anything by myself. I've always, you know, what good am I without Nagi? Not, why do I keep mixing up their names? <laughs> what good am I without Honoka? I have been doing this podcast for so long. How do I mix up Honoka and Nagisa still? The only reason I know their names is because I opened a, um, a, uh, the TV tropes page for this show. Just call them Natalie and Hannah. It'll be easier, probably. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> <sighs> Localization. It's very good. And and her her crush, Fergie. Yeah, but the, the note that I put in this <laughs> section is, man, they're going really hard in this sad piano music, huh? Mm-hmm. That's like 40% yeah. of all of the Pretty Cure soundtrack. Is the sad piano line? Yeah. Alright, well, I mean, if you got something that works, go with it. And uh, and my other note was, uh, when we cut back to Honoka, she's starting to turn transparent and disappear. And I Oh, I, was, I read it as she stuck her hand in some purple Kool-Aid. My note was, <laughs> oh the no, they're back to the futuring her! The darkness is consuming her! You know. Yeah, she is She is becoming Zakana purple. Yes. Which is a lot like atomic purple. Also, there's some, like, I feel like the art at, like, during some of the close-ups, during, like, the scene with Nagisa and Honoka, looks pretty different than, like, previous episodes. Is that just me? This is a question mostly for Cassidy. Uh, you'll, you'll see it a lot. Like, it'll, it's a lot more noticeably different when we get to a scene later with Nagisa on the train. Yes, like when it cut, like gets closer, because a train, she plays the word game with yes. uh, Meeple, uh, and he's like, don't give up. Yeah, because they play the word game and she says Honoka. And the word game makes her think of Honoka, and then there's a burst of light, and then she's on a train. I thought that scene guy. was cute, actually. It's very good. And then they have a big old fight sequence, and, and she shows that even without having Honoka there, she actually can still fight pretty well. Like, she straight up blocks this dude's punch, and his fist is the size of her torso. Yeah, sorry, this is when the train shows up, yes. A train shows up, yes. and she gets, she, like, teleports onto it. It's... <laughs> it's weird. Uh, yeah, and she just goes full berserker mode. Yeah. We also see... I think it's just Mipple's phone glow as uh, Anaisa is fighting, and Mipple's like, hope is near. Hope is approaching. Yes. And that was when I wrote the note, the power of friendship surpasses all distance. This is about long-distance relationships. <laughs> uh, no, it's not quite. Eventually, the train just, like, bursts, and ho not Honoka, Anaisa... Nagisa, like, breaks through the floor of the train and into the sewer. Yeah. And we quickly see that Poland is up on, up in the streets. Cause... Yes. So at this point, I realized that we had only seen the sad lady and tall man. So I assumed because we saw Poland being up on the streets by himself. Oh. That Belze was just going to swoop in and grab the baby. No, that doesn't happen. And a smart villain would have. But. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and then we get this really cool scene, uh, cause Nagisa is down in these sewers, and all these Sakanas start coming towards her, uh, and this is where Nagisa, like, has a revelation of, like, 
Why is it wrong? Wait, what did she say? Why is it wrong to care for myself? Yes. We are all alone to begin yeah, no, with. Yeah, self-care is important. So what's wrong with looking for Honoka for my own sake? Uh, and then she just... She just kicks these cicadas. Yeah, ass. see, I thought the message of the episode was going to be that they were the most important thing to do, but the message was actually, it's okay to take care of yourself sometimes. It's okay to put yourself first. That's healthy. And honestly, that's not a bad message. Yeah. Uh, as Nagisa is fighting through the cicada, Hornika can still feel, like, her coming, uh, as this bird is also being a fucking dick to her. Oh, uh, yeah, no- Nagisa recreates the scene from when you beat Sonic 06 with Shadow the Hedgehog, <laughs> and he removes his power limiters and just rolls through the army of Mephilus the Dark. <laughs> um, so Nagisa jumps and lands in front of the sad lady. <laughs> uh-huh, who's and, guarding a portal to darkness, and then she yes. summons a keyblade and r- opens up her heart so the <laughs> darkness will explode. <laughs> hey, fellas, did someone say the door to darkness? I'm sorry. That was a bad Mickey. <laughs> Nagisa, you have to open your heart if you want to save Hanukkah. <laughs> Nagisa does like, she kicks this uh, Well, gosh, darkness. you're going to have to use your pretty cure power, Meepo. Please, do not. <laughs> she kicks the darkness barrier. And uh, it's a very good scene because as it falls, like, she lands, and suddenly there's, like, light coming in behind her as she looks over at Honoka, who's now in light instead of darkness. And the bird flies out. And Narsa starts crying as she, like, runs over to Honoka and, like, has her face down in her lap, just so relieved that she's okay. And then Honoka's just, like, petting her head, and Narsa, like... Like, immediately, like, gets him, like, oh, no. Do you know how worried I was about you? <laughs> God, it's very funny. Yeah, I, the note I had for this scene was, aw, they're cute. I bet everyone ships them. Mm-hmm. That's the whole show. Yeah. <laughs> they have and... a breakup fight in episode eight. Oh, jeez. Yes. That was the first time Pretty Cure was over. <laughs> yeah, Pretty Cure ended, so we had to watch Ben 10. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man. So... We do a good podcast so, uh, here. Continue the summer, if you will, Charlie. Uh, yes. Uh, after they are reunited, uh, they see both the tall guy and the sad lady show up. Uh, and they're like, "Hey, you don't want us to get serious." And then I have a note for fighting. that, which was that sounds like an excuse a guy who just got his ass kicked would make. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then there's a fight scene, and Han- Honoka and Nagisa have like more wiggly limbs than normal. <laughs> they do. It's Kind of weird. They do not do so well in this fight until Poland, who has launched himself down the sewer drain <laughs> that he was at previously, uh, falls down and it fit bit time. Except the power of light, Popo. But they they don't do their big attack right away. Uh, yeah, he, he, he flies into the sewers and yells, don't give up, Popo. Mm-hmm. Take yes. this, accept this, the gift of life. Take your yes. Fitbit and go get your daily, you know, goal. And I wrote, yes. does this power-up sequence happen every episode? I feel like it happens yes. every episode. This is their sword. Not moment. every episode, just since the baby got the power of light and creation. Yes. I was like, this is their Zord moment. This is their Digivolve into Ultimate moment. So before Poland showed up, they had a different big attack Against the first five. Which they still use. 
Yes, they do still use a marble screw sometimes. Um, but then the baby got the power of creation and then started giving them Fitbits, which is actually entirely unrelated to the power of creation, it turns out. Because that's just like yeah. his prince power. Yeah. There's just a lot going on. Hey, hey, Charlie, I have a question for you. Yes, I have an answer, Cassidy. Are you sure? Because my statement was, hey, remember when Poland could do this from across the entire city and didn't have to be in danger to give them the Fitbit? <laughs> I do remember what he did. Just launch it across the city. Yeah. It looked like when the rockets were flying across the sky in Digimon the movie. Yeah. Yeah. He also was able to give it to them like in their sleep. So like he doesn't need to be there to do this. Maybe he just enjoys the feeling of danger. It's what he needs to feel alive. <laughs> anyway, I do have a note here, which is, how has this battle not caused several city blocks to collapse into the sewers? Also, why are the sewers so big? Well, the answer to the first question is that whenever they finish the battle, all of the damage gets reverted because of magic. Yes. The coward's way out. The second answer is, anime? You know, when people are in sewers, they're just big. Well, that's just okay. how they are. No, that's the thing. It's like, why are the Ninja Turtles able to live in the sewers? It's just how sewers are. It's just how sewers are. You ever been in a sewer? It's just how they are. I've not been in a sewer, so I cannot technically confirm that that's not how they are. <laughs> I've played Final Fantasy XII. Sewers are huge. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, the bad guys. So they they so don't give up Popo and then the massive rainbow blast that actually freaking kicks ass uh knocks the bad guys away. Am I am I following this correctly? Yeah, they, yes. before that they do they go all out and do some pretty sick melee fighting and they do like the, the cool yes. suplex and stuff that you brought up earlier. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, then and- it explodes them so hard they become glitter. Yes. <laughs> You know, like you do. It's very good. Uh, I love that they punch a rainbow at the bad guys. You ever just punch a rainbow at someone? Not usually. <laughs> and so after this battle, we cut back to the mansion and the villains say, what exactly? I couldn't really follow. Well, it, now that they had just started, it only makes sense that they'll fail a few times or something like that. Yes. Again, sounds like someone who just got their ass kicked would say to make themselves feel better. Yes, that's quite literally what I think they're doing. But now we are prepared with this. Why? What? What the fuck are my notes? That's not a proper sentence. They're not prepared. Uh, they are prepared to make enemies of the Jakku King, is what I said. Ah, yes. okay. Which is interesting. I wasn't expecting the enemies to make a turn against the Jakku King. I actually, I actually like that motivation of a villain to be like, I mean, we could be doing what the boss wants, but also, I mean, we also want eternal life, so maybe screw what the boss wants. He's not here. Is he going to stop us? Yeah, this is pretty different from uh, the first five where they literally were murdered (laughs) every time after they failed enough. (laughs) Yes, they got destroyed. They were sent back to darkness. And And released the prism stones that they contained. Yes. And then Nagasa yells about lacrosse for a little bit. Was this about lacrosse? That's not what I got. Yeah, it's it's not directly about lacrosse. They're just carrying their lacrosse gear and she's getting Shiho and Rina pumped up. 
about yeah. lacrosse in general, but like, don't you care about yourselves, you two? Uh, uh, I think that's what she said, something along those lines. Something like that. She asked if they care about themselves. But yeah, basically, my takeaway from what she said here, which was like a lot of words that sort of got all jumbled together in my brain. Um, but, it, you know, the self-care stuff of like, caring, sure, caring for others can be selfish, but also whatever, you know? Yeah. I'm still gonna do it. Yeah. If I don't get my act together, I can't do anything, can I? Next episode, Nagisa can't catch a fucking break. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so the episode ends with Nagisa pumping up Shio and Mina. And then, next episode, it's that boy's birthday. And and we get a bunch of shots of sad Nagisa. (laughs) Yes, because this other girl likes Fuji P and Nagisa's like, what do I do about that? Oh, Uh, no. Nothing to do. Do you think... Do you think she's going to tell Fuji P her feelings? Because I maybe thought that might happen. Might could. Maybe that's why she's sad. Maybe. I haven't watched episode 43 yet, so I guess we'll find out. Yeah, I don't know what Fergie's whole situation is in the second season. Is he even there? Is a good question. So I haven't seen Max Hart. So, yeah, that was certainly an episode of an anime. That I had never seen before and had no context for. What did you think of your one episode? Um, I feel like it's not aimed at me. I also feel like if maybe if I had been following along, I would have enjoyed it more. But also, and I really don't want to shit talk this show on a show dedicated to it, but it felt like it. This, the vibes this episode gave off is that it follows a pretty distinct formula, and I don't know if I'd be able to sit through 40-something episodes of that just to get to this point. But the animation was really nice, and I thought the fight scene was actually shockingly well choreographed. I liked uh, how uh, the two leads interacted. I liked that they had actual chemistry between each other. I didn't know what the hell the babies were. Uh, and yeah, no, it was... Overall, fun to watch. I don't know if I'll pursue the actual show, but I really enjoyed watching it, specifically because I knew how much fun it would be to talk about. You yes. should at least watch the episode where they fight Geki Drago in an aquarium. Yes. No, this is something I was told about when Charlie and I were hanging out in person, was they fight in an aquarium because we were going to an aquarium the very next day. Yes, I remember telling you about uh, how Geki Drago... Did I tell you exactly what happened during that episode with Geki Drago? No, you didn't. Uh, well, he, uh, he kind of fuses with a bunch of the uh, stuff in the aquarium. Like a shark, and eels, and just something else. Oh, yeah, he fuses with all of them and becomes a big, horrible amalgam of sea, sea life and tries to kill them. It's very good. Yeah, that's the exact that is the exact image I was shown. For those of you listening at home, Cassidy just sent an image of a shark man with a human face in his mouth, uh, and tentacles and eels for arms. Yeah. And he also has a six pack. Yeah. <laughs> of course. It's Geki Draco. That's his thing. What one time he was a tree. <laughs> one time he was a tree. I, I sincerely hope this tree also had a six pack. I don't remember. I think it was just his head sticking out of the tree. That's a, that's an incredibly unsettling image, but, you know... Oh, I forgot that he had the creepiest episode, too. 
Yes. That's how Icky anime Drago do. Hat, hat. So this show can be pretty for you. For, I can't fucking say this word. I'm gonna no. Just give you a moment. What the? F- what am I looking at? What did What are you sending? Oh yeah. A building with a hu- half of it's a human face and half of it is a human face stripped of flesh with. A leg about to stop on someone with a massive dude who I assume is Geki Drago pointing yeah. at our heroines and yelling Zaketa. Yeah. Yes. What's there to say about that? That wasn't even an important episode. That was, was mostly just filler. Yeah. <laughs> they were trying to find a manga that someone got taken away. <laughs> yes. Wasn't Poland not Poland? Wasn't uh, Meeple sick in that episode? Yeah, Meeple was sick in that episode. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> Just this, uh, this anime looks. This looks horrifying. Uh huh. This looks like something Junji Ito would do. Hey, listen, at least this is not the episode where they talk about the horrors of war. Oh, oh my yes. god, that. I, I would say that doesn't happen, but n- given the evidence you've shown me, I have no reason not to believe oh, you. Oh no! It absolutely does happen! There's a, an episode where uh, we learn that Honoka's grandmother was a child during the uh, bombing of uh, Japan. Oh my god, they cover that? Yeah. Mm, yeah. god! <laughs> um, also, this... if you uh, Google image search Geki Drago, you'll get our podcast logo pretty quickly on the results. <laughs> Good. Geki Drago. I don't know how to actually spell that. Yeah, I spelled it right. And uh, wow, this dude just is unpleasant to look at in general. And hey, there's your there's your podcast logo. Uh huh. Yep, that's us. Yay. Pretty curious, pretty good, I have to say. It's very weird. Uh, yeah, I, I, I caught on to that real quick. Oh, look, there's White Piccolo. Yeah. Yes. There's White Piccolo, Inuyasha, a vampire, and a child. Inuyasha's my favorite, actually. <laughs> Pissard is very good, and his name is Pissard. That's how you say it. That's <laughs> also how you spell it. You know what? Yeah. Maybe I am gonna watch this show. <laughs> it's good. Uh, I think the uh... oh, I forgot that in like the second episode, Pissard goes to buy a vacuum cleaner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, how could you forget I am about called the vacuum cleaner? How could you forget about the vacuum cleaner with the tiny foot? Yeah, we're never gonna find out what the deal with that tiny footprint is. <laughs> Gekadrago, you're always leaving so much dust around the lair. I need a vacuum. Uh, this is a good show, and I love it so much. And that was the last time Tom was invited to be a guest. No, you're welcome back. Cassidy is staying silent, so I don't know that I am. I'm not in charge of that. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I am the guest person. If you want to be a guest on our podcast, you can... You have to, well, contact the podcast, but it'll be me talking to you, rest assured. Speaking of our podcast and contacting us, let's do some plugs. Tom, do your plugs first. All right. You can listen to me if somehow this has made you want to hear my voice more on Green Mountain Mysteries, which is an RPG podcast I'm on, uh, and also on the podcast Otherware, which I am on with Charlie. 
And Eek. for some reason, Cassidy does not ship the ship that Charlie wants on this show. It's true. The betrayal. The betrayal, Cassidy. <laughs> See, Charlie plays a character named Phantom and has been setting up all of this foreshadowing and build for a ship with the character Cat. But who does Cassidy ship with Cat? Your character. Yeah. Me. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Me. Yeah. My character. How could you tell? I look, Charlie, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to be Mr. Steal Your Girl, but I guess that's Listen, just I'll also to be fair, fine. I've only heard half of what you have recorded. That's so fine. I've only heard half of the stuff you set up. Tom, it's okay, because Cassidy ships Mystic with Phantom, so I just stole your girl right back. Oh, that's just that's cold-hearted of you. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> so, yeah, that's where you can hear me. You can also, uh, you can check us out on uh, GMMcast on Twitter. You can find us at Green Mountain Mysteries on Facebook. Uh, you can find Otherware uh, at Otherware on um, I think that's our ha- handle on a... I thought it was at Otherware Pod. Uh, Otherware Pod. At Otherware Pod on Twitter. Thank you. Uh, I don't manage the social media for that one, so I don't know. And yeah, just check us out. Um, we have a lot of fun doing these shows. It's how Charlie and I met. And, uh, well, we're dating now, so I guess it's going well. You know, some would say it is going well. I I would say I'm some. Pre-pod engaged? More like polypod engaged, am I right? <laughs> All my partners have been on this podcast. That's true. I mean, Cassidy does this podcast with me. Uh, so she's always here, but Allison was on a previous episode. That's true. If you weren't aware that I'm dating Allison as well, listeners, you now know. And Allison's a delight, so. But if you want to contact us on Twitter, if you want to uh, come guest on our podcast, soon we'll be guesting for Max Art. So if you want to start at the start of a season... Now's the time. You can find us at Peapod Engage. And if you want to talk to me, Charlie, you can find me at Magical underscore Pride on Twitter, where I talk about things. A lot of things. I don't know. I just do things on Twitter. Uh, and if you want to hear more of my voice, Tom already plugged Otherware. But you can go listen to the Bronze Age of Apex City Hindsight, where I play Stutter the Star. The uh, next episode of Bond Jade comes out at the end of this month. Uh, so go and just listen to Apex City in general. It's a very good podcast. If you want to hear even more of me, you can go listen to the Rememorex episodes of Tabletop Roulette at Tabletop Roulette on Twitter. And do and I, one day, someday, in the future, you can hear Love Court Gaming. But not today. Take it away, Cassidy. You can find me on Twitter at MadLobotanist, that's M-A-D-L-O-B-O-T-A-N-I-S-T, where I tweeted a picture of some Pokemon fusions. Um, I also do other podcasts, such as Kids and Their Dog, a Scooby-Doo movie review and recap podcast, as well, which is at Kids and Their Dog on Twitter, as well as RNGG, a randomly generated game design podcast, which you can find over at RNGGcast on Twitter. I have also guested on some other shows, such as Loser Like Me, which is a Glee recap podcast. I've sort of explained the whole deal about how I hadn't only watched the one episode for that. That's over at Loser Like Me Pod. I also guested on Home for Wayward OCs, which is over at Wayward OC Pod. And you also on Apex City for the Silver Age. Yeah, but she already plugged that. 
You stole my plug from me. I'm sorry. Well, now we're doing the Bronze Age, and that's the one I'm on. Yeah. So, go listen. just go listen to Apex City, and all of hindsight, it's fine. Look, I've said, I have done the Apex City plug for most of a calendar year now. You get to take over. Yes, that's true. Uh, I think that's it. I think that's the episode. So, until next time. We need your help, Meepo! Popo! I am also anything, here. <laughs> <laughs> that's uh, it. That's the episode. So Sonic the Hedgehog is the rightful king of England. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Alright, we're gonna stop recording so that this can be explained to me. Okay, so I have not played Sonic 06, and my only exposure to the storyline is through the um, the the real-time fan dub by Penny Parker, which, by the way, is amazing. If you're listening to this, go watch that. Penny Parker's hysterical. And so I had no idea that was actually what was happening in that scene. Yeah, he removes his power limiters. It's like he, he goes full Rock Lee and just drops the weights. Yeah. Okay, that's actually pretty baller. And fun fact, if you look at character designs, uh, Amy Rose also has those rings on her arm. <laughs> oh no! How have we not seen Amy go full ape shit yet? She's so coward. So, you know, quick sidebar, let's discuss this. So Amy Rose is probably the most powerful member of the hero group then, right? And she's just been holding back for... Decades of games. Well, if you read the IDW comics, you realize that she's the one who's basically in charge of the entire Resistance anyways. After Sonic the Hedgehog gets kidnapped and sent to space. Wow, these comics are just buck wild. Sonic getting kidnapped and sent to space happened in a video game. Um, Yeah. Sonic Forces. Yeah, I didn't follow Sonic Forces that closely. All I knew about that game was it was the original The Character Do Not Steal game. Mm-hmm. It's also a sequel to Sonic Mania. A direct sequel. What? Uh-huh. I, I, what? So, in the end of Sonic Mania, when you find the Phantom Ruby, uh, Classic Sonic runs into the Phantom Ruby and tele- Ruby teleports. And that's how Classic Sonic gets into Sonic Forces. And also where the Phantom Ruby come from, which is like the evil plot element of Sonic Forces. Oh my god! It's a direct sequel to Sonic Mania! Uh-huh. I... Wh- okay. I I could talk about how buckwild this is for an hour. But I could talk to- about Sonic the Hedgehog for approximately three hours, and I have before. <laughs> yes, we have. So, pre-cure pod engaged. More like pre-cure Sonic... I, I have nothing here. No, we can't talk about Sonic on this podcast, too. I refuse. <laughs> Uh, we have too many stuff. I'm sorry, Charlie's vetoed Sonic talk. We have to get back to the topic at hand. Alright, fine. We won't talk about how Sonic the Hedgehog is the rightful king of England. <laughs> I would very much like to, though. Listen, you can talk about it. I have just stopped doing this podcast in 30 minutes. Alright, let's finish this up then.